Patrick, I can't stand this list building anymore. I want the points on a card or a faster way to list build, you know, like back to 1.0 days when I can feel the cards in my hand. Have you ever heard of Infinite Arena's quick build cards? Uh, no. Who is that and what are the quick build cards? InfiniteArenas.com has all the tools you need to build your own cards. Customize each ship with upgrades, points, and even your layout at InfiniteArenas.com. Even check out their card shop and buy from their ever-growing collection of quick build cards. Currently for sale, they have all the Rebel, Imperial, and Scum, and even coming soon, epic quick build cards. Now that sounds more like it. Look at that amazing artwork on these things. Holy crow, dude. I can't wait to go through the quick builds for K-Wings. Go check out InfiniteArenas.com for all of your quick build and custom card needs. That's InfiniteArenas.com. We should have haggled more. The droid wouldn't budge. He even said the Sea Rock is above the sticker price due to demand. We'd need to buy a CNR 90. Yeah? Do you know how many crew is needed to run that thing? Couple. The standard crew is 8 officers and 38 crew. There's no way we could afford that. The Sea Rock can be run on by auto-targeting drones and just two of us. Then I won't even ask about the Imperial Raider. I wouldn't. Hello again. Crazy Hal has reconsidered your offer. He would like to see if you are still interested. We are, I, I mean, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yes, uh, please, uh, show us to your master. I, I still don't think it's PC to say master. Gentlemen. Hello there. General Kenobi. I heard it when I said it. My droid tells me you're interested in one of our ships. We would love to help out a small business such as yourself. Well, we're not that small, in fact. Thank you. It is a struggle to get your name out there when you have to work off of small jobs. With a ship like a Sea Rock, we could transport almost anything. Oh, I gotcha. We would appreciate any help you could give us on the price. Might give us a boost we need to uh, make it big someday. Of course, of course. My draw just brought me up to date on your work. Lots of interesting jobs. Well, you gotta stay hungry in this line of work. Absolutely. Especially in the Nulon system. Nulon system? We've never done work out there. I think your droid may have some sort of error. Oh, I don't think so. You see, this little sale is a great opportunity to draw in all types of talent. D2PO is able to access all sorts of networks, and your ship has come up several times, especially on a recent event of a moth getting kidnapped. That's a bunch of nonsense. We only take legitimate jobs. Of course, of course. I understand completely how important someone's reputation is. I mean, if anyone knew this place was a front for the huts, no one would want to stop here either. McClunky, let's leave. I agree. 
and especially if they learned I gave their company a C-Rock as payment for taking out an Imperial mining operation. What Imperial mining operation? Off the Nulon Moon. One moment while I speak with my partner. Of course, of course. Another Imperial job? But for the Huts? I know, I know, but what choice do we have? If this moron leaks our past jobs, we won't get half as many jobs as we do now. Well, first thing we need to agree on is, you know, do we kill Sean? Absolutely. Goes without saying. Where is he now? We should be able to do it before we attack the mining operation. He's still messing around with that shuttle we captured. He is right in the Nulon system waiting to ambush some Imperial retrieval unit. Everybody ready? Over. Hi, this is Headphone. Put a power down and wait for your signal. Over. Remember, the imps don't know we're here and we don't want any to escape. I'll deduct 500 credits from each of you for each ship that escapes. You got that? Over. Understood. No one is leaving alive. Redhorn, out. Hello there, everyone from everywhere. This is Patrick. Patrick, I'm exhausted. I'm, I can't come up with a better intro, so take it away, Robert. And I'm Padre. Oh, man. It's been a month already. Yes, it has. But, you know, us being away, we were able to find somebody new to come on the show with us. You can't say it's somebody new. They've been on the show well, before. He's been on the show before, but, you know, for those who haven't listened, he's new to them. If I haven't seen it, it's new to me. I like <laughs> If that's... <laughs> well, we if... have today, for everybody that we're dragging this out, we have the one, the only, the legend in his own mind, Sean Tiernan! Hey, cute that? round of applause. Was that was that a good lead in or what? I mean that that's like you're a boxer or something there. Uh, hey. That was terrible. That is a great that is a great lead in. All that was missing was my entrance music. No, you, that was a terrible intro. Too many pauses. You you gotta lead into it. You gotta give them some weird nicknames that no one's ever heard of nor can confirm. And John then... the Terror Tiernan. Exactly. It's like, Coming to you from parts unknown, weight unknown, height, whatever. He's a short bastard. Yeah. The one, the only, the combat wombat, me. Exa there you go, the combat wombat. So it's like, standing at five foot seven, eight if you include the shoes. The wrecker from the decker, the wombat from space, one Mr. Sean Tiernan. You gotta like... How many really? minutes are we gonna waste on this intro? Oh, I'll I'll keep going uh, as long okay. as we don't have to talk about roads or any of that. <laughs> Let me know when my part comes up, and I'll respond. Okay. Well, so, no, like there's a podcast that I love. They review uh, superhero movies, and they, if they hate the movie, they will do everything they can to not talk about it. So they'll lead up to everything that possibly could have been was associated with or reminded them of. But they will not talk about the plot, and then they'll rush through the plot for the last five minutes, and then podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let me write that down for our new way to do things here. Talk about nothing. Oh, wait, that was Seinfeld. Never mind. Exactly. Anyhow. 
What's better than BSing on a podcast? Not much. I mean, I, I, people want to know things, but I think for me, I want to be entertained. And, you know, if you're just dry and going over information, well, that just sucks donkey wad. And well, I don't want to do that. I like toast. Everyone, I hope you know that I like toast. I want you to use that information as you would in any other way possible. You're plain white toast. You're four no. fried chickens. Oh my god, white toast? It ha- that's literally you're eating air. You got to go whole or uh, whole grain. Whole grain <laughs> toast. Plain white toast and your four fried chickens. What movie? Oh, that's freaking uh Blues Brothers. That's right. Damn Skippy. Ding 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 ding. Oh, come in here trying to movie buff me. I wasted We're half of my life. Mission from God. <laughs> run a mission may, from God. It may be heresy to some to say so, but this is one of the reasons that the Crates podcast was so popular. True, but yeah, because you didn't know what they were going to say. Was, well, no, hold on. It we was can tie this. It was unpredictable. We can tie this in because Blues Brothers. Guess who's in it? Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. Boom. Yeah. Six See? degrees of go. Kevin Bacon. Come at me. No. A radio station here actually ran a competition once called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. We did that in high yeah. school because, yeah, we were that kids. Oh, <laughs> we were those kids. Oh, Lonely, Jesus. were you? Um, <laughs> Lonely, was I? <laughs> no, no, I'd say more they were footloose. Oh, oh God. Yes. Oh, God. All right, now oh, we're going God. into it. All right, footloose. Um, fancy free. With Kevin Bacon. I'll go Tremors. Tremors? Yeah. yeah. Tremors, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And then if I can remember the gentleman's name, you can bounce that to Big Trouble in Little China. Then you go Kurt Russell to, uh, what is it, Soldier? Well, you're talking about when he was in A Few Good Men? Who, Kurt Russell? No, Kevin Bacon. Oh, Kevin Bacon was in A Few Good Men. You could bounce to that movie if you want to, yeah. But then you got to yeah. go Tom Cruise to, um, oh, geez, which Tom Cruise movie? I mean, you could do Top Gun, but that's just uh, easy. You got to go, like, sub-movies with him, but he doesn't do so. Oh, The Mummy. There you go. A crappy movie. <laughs> okay. Was Tom Cruise in The Mummy? He was in a 2019 Mummy version. It was terrible. Okay. I mean, I, if you enjoyed it, I, you know, I'm not going to hold anything against you. Haven't seen it. Uh, well, it's the whole movie mash that they're, they're doing, bringing back Dracula, the Invisible Man, um, uh, the Mummy. Did they do Frankenstein? I don't even, I don't even know. But it doesn't matter. So I'm sending you a present for Monday. Who me or Sean? Yeah, no, you. Oh, okay. I'm sending you the snow that we're getting tonight. Oh, awesome. I don't know what I'll do with it. I have nowhere to put it. Well, I think you could use it. You know, it's only three and a half inches, so. <laughs> Snowball fight. <laughs> God, the innuendo. Jesus. I know. It was nice. Well, so uh, we were getting our, you know, happy Thanksgiving, by the way, everybody, for those of you yes. in the Americas um, and Canada, if you're, you know, late October. Uh, yeah, we're we're way past that. So we got our Christmas tree today. Um, uh, of course, nothing says Thanksgiving like a Christmas tree. Well, no, it's two days after. You, that's tradition. We always get the tree after the Thanksgiving because I won't even allow Christmas music until Thanksgiving has been finished. What do you guys? Are you, are you meant to do Halloween first? 
Oh no, trust me. I got married on Halloween, so we're uh, we have proper celebrated Halloween. Now, now son, for Christmas, what do you guys put up? Like palm trees or something? No, no, we believe it or not, for the main part, go the traditional fir style. Pine trees, fir trees, that sort of thing. Nice. Very, very traditional. So you just sweat while you at Christmas while we the rest of the northern hemisphere, you know, freezes. Mate, Santa Claus changes into a tank top, board shorts and thongs to come and uh, deliver down here. We don't get into people's preferences of underwear. We should. Ah, Briefs. Flip-flops <laughs> for the Americans. <laughs> oh, no, what do I wear? They're not... Is, is brief, no, boxers are boxers. Fong is an entirely different thing there. <laughs> yeah, boxers are, are the... I, I like the briefs. Those are better. Butt floss. That's what we call it. How is briefs butt floss? No, thongs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um... Oh, jeez, thongs. I just watched Friends. Anyways, um, there's nobody home, and I don't mean that. Uh, actually, that's a that's a, a two-layer joke right there, because t- yeah. trust me, there's no one home in my upstairs, because, uh, you know, lack of sleep as usual. But the nobody home scenario, we're going to cover that today, eventually. <laughs> Who the hell knows when? <laughs> and i know everyone's waiting everyone's really listening to this to see if hotak is going to move to the roads format but we're going to be bastards and make you wait um, because that's how we roll yeah exactly that is how we roll oh but sean nobody home what type of mission are we dealing with here pretty much a dog fight oh, it's this a is... kill them all leave nobody alive sort of scenario Oh, so not how AMG intends. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. This is this is an ambush and leave no survivors scenario. You get penalized for ships fleeing the board, actually. Interceptors. Uh, and yeah, too many Imperials escape. The mission ends in failure for one to two players, which I don't recommend. Uh, at least three ships... You have to kill. If three enemies escape, you lose. If five to six ships of four enemies escape, you lose. So basically, you lose. Well, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve ships that are going to be all set up on the board <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, your host. Um, <laughs> with four players. Yeah, Tie Fighters, Interceptors. You are also roll or not rolling but flipping if you're a certain skill level uh for replacement ships and freaking lambda shuttle that's also coming in and the lambda is an elite yeah is an elite lambda all right uh what we usually do i think we usually because we haven't done this in a while we go over pointers uh any common questions that people have asked about this mission uh, and then we take you guys through it. But yeah, this one you actually start hidden in rocks and you get to determine when you appear and start destroying some ships. I don't know why I said it like that, but some ships. Uh, pointers, guys, what do you get? What do you got here? The, the key to this one is your setup. Because if the Lambda shuttle comes within, I think it was range one you're automatically detected 
Yeah, so uh, do you wait or do you do it right before? You try and set up where the shuttle isn't to delay that as long as possible. And the other thing is, is as soon as um, as soon as another ship, uh, an Imperial ship, gets within range, one of the the abandoned shuttle, they realise it's a trap, and most of the target it's will a trap. Yes, Sorry. someone had to do it. That's the point at which most of the ships will try and flee, and that's where you're going to lose the scenario. You've got to prevent them getting close enough to the shuttle to discover the truth. So there's no point setting up on the far side of the shuttle. You need to have a blocking force to stop them fleeing. And, yeah, it's the setup in this one's pretty crucial. Yeah, it's because after the command shuttle has moved, any rebels hidden in obstacles at range 1 must immediately deploy as above, but cannot perform actions, maneuvers, or attack. So you're literally stuck on a rock and a sitting yeah. duck. And yeah, so the first time an enemy ship ends its maneuver within range 1 of the crippled shuttle, it performs a scan action, and it determines that there it's a trap, and then immediately these ships will start fleeing back towards the board edge that they started. Um, so oh. use the biggest rocks you can and be as far away from that shuttle in hopes that that range one is just a bit outside. Well, that's it. It's six debris and six asteroids. So you're loading up 12 on a board and they can be within range one from the board edge. So you can be cheeky and make it to where the AI has to like maneuver. But the AI is going to go over those rocks if it can't get a certain position anyways and then that's when you're in trouble because i mean you're not going to really want to chase them over the rocks so yeah be careful how you place them <laughs> don't don't be too cheeky because you might screw up yourself because that ai either will so, dodge it or will go right over it sean i actually still set still set my obstacles up at random how do you do you just uh, throw them on the board sometimes that's good sometimes it's not i've actually got the board divided into a grid and i roll dice for it oh okay you're going like super crazy with it but like yeah. in a good way uh so, all right loadouts what like what is one weapon that is a must-have for this mission given the number of obstacles anything seismic is handy and on your ace type ships Proton torps. Yeah, you need, um, you need to trump out. Oh, okay. You say barrage. Ion torpedoes can be handy for slowing down ships that are getting too close to the uh, to the trap. But yeah, for the main parts, anything seismic and proton torpedoes. Yeah, because you. I mean, if you're in a B wing, you have your cannons. Uh, you will get your torps. I mean. Maybe an advanced proton, even? Those are cheaper. You'll get five dice, and you can just pop out from an asteroid and just wipe something out completely. Um, yeah, that, the trick is, is you, you that first round that you appear and attack, you want to one-shot something. Oh, you really need to. That's uh, so many ships out there. So, ships that have got um, outmaneuver or marksmanship or something like that on them, definitely advantage in, in that first strike. And then you said seismic. That see, that's the other thing. If you start destroying the rocks, then the AI can literally just 
keep five straighting without having to swerve, which makes them much faster. But yeah, you, you with an area like that, you can seriously blow some of those TIE Fighters up quickly with multiple of the uh, seismic charges. Cluster missiles can be handy because you're with that many ships on the board, you're always going to have a second target. Uh, I hate, well, as long as your teammates are giving you lots of actions, I agree. Or at least you can share tokens. Because <laughs> I hate it when you roll six dice, end up with like two hits, and you're like, well, that was points well spent. I literally yeah. hit nothing. Yeah, and if you take... taking taking a target lock with proton rockets and rolling one hit and four focuses. Ooh, okay. So this is another thing, because I don't think we've talked to you since electronic chafe missiles came out. Ooh, I haven't looked too closely at the chafe missiles. Ooh, let's do that now. Because <laughs> oh, hey. this could really seriously screw up the mission, um, for the AI at least. So for Sean and the uh, listeners, uh, recently there was uh, a kit released with the electronic chafe missiles. Uh, it's one charge. It is during the systems phase, you may spend one charge from this card to launch an electronic chafe cloud using the three bank, left or right, or the four straight. This card's charge cannot be recovered. While this cloud is out on the table, because it is an oddly shaped pointy cloud, uh, it is a device and an obstacle, so you can blow it up with seismic charges, and it does give you a extra die while it shooting through it. And during the end phase, uh, remove each electronic chafe cloud with no fuse markers, then remove one fuse marker from each electro chafe cloud. An electro chafe cloud can never have more than one fuse token. The other thing is this thing has a huge list of rules, like when you go over it, you get strained, any target lock that you have or is on you immediately gets removed. And if you're still on top of the chafe cloud, you cannot be target locked. Or jammed. Or jam. Or, uh, yeah, you can't be jammed. Um, also, you do get jammed when you go over it as well. Not strained or whatever the hell I said. Right. Whew. Now, if your ship passes through it or overlaps it, it, it loses its uh, perform action step. And then it gains one jam token and breaks all locks on it. Exactly. So you can have up to two of those in your squad. So if you have two Y-Wings, uh, you could literally just be launching these things at the start of the game, clogging up that entire route, jamming up the TIE Fighters, dropping seismic charges, hitting them with asteroids. Well, yeah, asteroids, missiles, torps. You literally could just bottleneck them off the table. Yeah. It's it's a bad thing. Well, it's not. I mean, not bad for the rebels. It's bad for the AI. No. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like 2.0 harpoon missile. <laughs> yeah, except it's a it, it's a cloud. <laughs> yeah. The other the other fun part about this little toy is that you launch it using either a uh, three bank or a four straight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it can so really screw up is, your day. Oh, it can screw up your day if you don't plan carefully because you fire it and you're flying towards it. Right. Yeah. It is easy to avoid because it does come out during the systems phase. Yeah. Um, it also... Cause, oh, yeah, the the bombers don't... or the, the, Sorry, the Y-Wing bombers do not have a gunner <laughs> slot anymore. Surprise, surprise. 
and right. you can't put a gunner slot or you can't put the bombardier on it anymore. So you you could have extended it, but not any longer with the Y wing. I think the main use for the for the chaff cloud is is going to be area denial rather than a, as an offensive weapon. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, especially considering how tight your 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 mat is with your obstacles and your 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 rocks. I mean, you put that sucker right in between something. Uh, what's your choice? Rock, rock, or chafe cloud, or rock debris, chafe cloud, or chafe cloud debris, rock. You know, yeah, you can deny uh, lane accessibility with a chafe cloud. Yeah, it'll make the AI just immediately choose whatever maneuver that it originally chose. It's not going to try and swerve. It's just, yeah. oh, I did a four straight. We're going four straight, and it's like, okay, you're uh, jammed. I would rule that if there is a, an electro-chaff cloud in the path of an AI, that it will attempt to swerve. Yeah, exactly. And that is based on the fact that, that the chaff cloud is an obstacle. Right. And I, I, I can't dispute that. I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, because it's both. Uh, and you know what we never, ever tried was the electric proton bomb. <laughs> You could definitely wait for the entire squad to get there and then just poop that thing out and they're all getting hit. And that that thing just does so much damage. Yeah, you either lose a shield for each blank result, gain an ion token for each focus and hit, or gains a disarm for each crit. And remotes lose shields uh, and also suffer one damage for each focus. So, I mean, this thing will literally ruin the AI's day. Yeah, those the are... The only so problem still... is you get two. The electric proton, you get one. But the electric chafe, you get two. Right. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I well, still got a turn. I no, apologize. No, like, that's the thing. They're both named very similar, and they're both very disruptive to the AI in the, yes. in the main scheme. So, yeah. Yeah, if anyone's ever tried that, let us know how quickly that match went, because I guarantee it did. Uh, <laughs> as long as you didn't hit yourself with the electric proton bomb. Now, that being said, with all of the, the, the nastier things that everybody has heard so far in regards to this mission, it is fun. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, this is the, I think, third? No, this is the second mission that you can pull. Um, and 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 it is it is a target rich environment uh, scenario. Yeah. So I mean, if you've played the previous mission, you have most of the ships already because it was Tie Fighters and Interceptors. Um, this one can require you to pull three or four different ships from the AI pack. So you could end up with uh, replacing your Tie Fighters with bombers. Um, Interceptors, I I don't know if gunboats are. No, I don't think gunboats are no in there. Gunboats, unfortunately. Um, you... the, uh, the uh, chart that I use, the chart that I use, um, to make sure I get a get a decent. If I need a random imperial ship, um, I roll a twenty sided dice. One to five, you get an interceptor. Six to nine, you get a tie advanced. Ten to thirteen is a bomber. 
14 to 16 is a Phantom, 17 to 18 is a Defender, 19 to 20 is a Shuttle. But if the Phantoms and Defenders haven't appeared in the campaign yet, um, you replace Phantoms with Interceptors and Defenders with TIE Advanced. Yeah. Uh, even a Shuttle can pop up, which bothers me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which that has happened to me before two shuttles on the board was not fun because that was i had to melt down a lot my my original list actually had a decimator on it as well but then i realized there's no ai cards for the decimator pilots yeah so they kind of the first time one came on it was just a sitting duck a decimator without abilities is uh <laughs> Just really a large target. <laughs> exactly. Just absorb shots for you. Mm. All right. Uh, so anything else? Any other general or general Any other generic questions people have asked about this mission that you've seen? Don't actually get a lot of questions about this one. Yeah, um, I don't think it, you it's, would. it's it's really straightforward. It's basically hide in the clouds and just go and beat the crap out of anything that flies by. <laughs> I mean, there was more questions with the last one, capture the officer on how the shuttle moves with the AI. That's always a common question. Mm. Yeah, but this one is literally That's just, it's setup, local but... its local trouble, but with more. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, and the shuttle doesn't move, everybody. It works just like any other shuttle. You can, actually, was it that we could bump it? I think you do bump it. I actually ruled that you could still bump it. Somebody did ask that question, given that it's stationary, it doesn't take actions, can't shoot, move it, it. Is it an obstacle? And I ruled that, yes, it is an obstacle, because it's still a ship sitting in space. Yeah. So other people have, like, actually had the model sitting on the board. I know people have used cards, so you can fly over it easily, instead of having to mark it every 10 seconds. Um, but then still count it as bumping. But, yeah, uh, teach your own uh, however you want to do that shuttle. But, yeah, that shuttle doesn't move. It can obstruct shots. Um, it can trigger abilities when shooting through it for certain things uh, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, that's basically it for this mission. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think that's what makes it kind of on the fun side because it's 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 not hard to play. Yeah, it's the fish in the barrel situation. You're hopefully just the AI, you know, hones in on the shuttle doesn't kind of skirt the outside of the asteroid belt and then you just basically wait for them to get jump into the barrel and then shoot the hell out of them as much as possible that pretty much sums it up yeah i the only other thing i would say you could invest in is outmaneuver uh because most of the time they're going to be going by you you're going to be behind them so it's easy to just immediately remove one of their die um i wouldn't say invest in ion though I hate using ions in this because you're thinking, I'm going to ion him, and all you do is one damage, and then he five straights, and you're never going to catch him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say go for damage more than ion. For, I always go for proton torpedoes because if, if you're shooting at something, nine times out of ten, you want to kill it, not slow it down. Yeah, exactly. Especially in this mission. Because the, the, I like how it's the interceptors that are the... Um, yeah, if they were all destroyed, you each gain an XP, so that's incentive to kill them first. Plus, they get the boost action with the linked focus. So, once they're turned around, they're a problem. I know it says attack on I them. Actually, 
I actually turned this mission into quite a problem using the um, using the full on war alternate rules that I came up with, um, where Thai squads actually have an interceptor as their squad leader, using Ooh. the epic rules for it. That's um, that's man. tough. Yeah. Made things a little bit nasty for a Thai interceptor squad, which you do see in this scenario. Um, their wing leader is a Thai advanced. <laughs> um, and the the uh, wing leader does have the agent of the empire card, so he can he can soak his damage off onto the other ships. Yeah, I, oh, I really like that about Epic and about squads because I, I know a lot of people have been asking about Epic, you know, how do we run tournaments? How should we, you know, price it out? And it's like, okay, everyone says the same thing. 350 points, you have to require at least one Epic ship or at least one squad. <laughs> yep. And yeah, I would definitely write That pretty I, much does it. Yeah. I Seven K-Wings. Seven K wings. Well, the other, the other, the other wrinkle that the total war optional rules calls for is um, for each squad leader you roll an attack dice um, on a hit or a crit. That squad leader is actually initiative three, not initiative one. Ooh. Like so that. some of your basic tie squads turn up with an interceptor squad leader who's initiative three um doesn't make them super powerful but it certainly um increases their survivability yeah some it, a higher initiative on imperials is good but i mean i think that is that a good segue if we're speaking of initiatives now when it comes to imperial yeah, ships i think that's a very good uh, segue sir nailed it all right Ooh. So, roads or random player order. I know that doesn't RPO is not R O A D S, um, but it stands for random order after dials, which AMG dropped on us. And trust me, if you're hint or thinking I'm dropping a hint with the sound of my voice, it's only because I'm tired. I actually very much <laughs> am enjoying roads, but we'll get into that in a minute. But roads and Hotak, drum roll. What are we talking? What are we thinking, Sean? Not necessary. It's very, very rare that you're going to get initiative crossovers. Um, when you do, and I, I have thought about this, um, the AI is all, if it's higher initiative, the only place you're going to get tie-ups is generally initiative six. For the main part, the AI isn't setting its dial, so to speak, until it sees where everything is anyway. So if you've got an initiative four X-Wing, you've got an initiative five um, interceptor, it effectively doesn't set its dial until after the X-Wing has moved anyway. Yeah. And also, in but the rules, it, the, it, the Imperials it, always have initiative. Yeah. And if... If you've got two Initiative 5 ships, and you let the Imperials set their dial after you've moved yours, 
it's working off perfect knowledge every single time. And the elites are already tough enough as they are. Um, if you give them perfect knowledge, at least if they're moving first, they've got to try and guess. If they're moving last, you're in a world of hurt. Yeah, that... Uh... Was it in flight group? Yeah, it had to have been a flight group alpha. Um, our group ran into higher initiative ships because I think they were initiative seven or something crazy like that. And that's exactly what they did. They ripped them apart because it's like, well, we'll just block them. It's like, you can't block them. They're going to do a different maneuver from what you're thinking about doing right now. They're they're not going to go, oh, they're going to go two bank because that's what they always do. It's no, I've now did my move. There, it's doing a 4K behind me, and because of all the goodies it has on it, now it gets three actions. So, yep. <laughs> I, I like that. It, it, always Imperials move first on the initiative of the tie because it's it's perfect information from the AI. And yeah, and that, that's the main reason for for no roads in in Hotak. I might recommend it for the, flight the group alpha. <laughs> The, the Imperials have, I would say, kind of enough advantage um, if they're of a higher initiative. Giving them an advantage, an equal initiative that is that strong, no. Yeah, I, cause that was always the downfall in Flight Group Alpha, is when you ran into rebel ships that were the same initiative as you, or higher. And you're in a ship like you know the the gunboat or even a Tie Fighter, mm. they easily could outmaneuver you and then one shot you. And there was like they were complaining because like there's nothing I can do. There's I could I could spin my dial, put it down, and not, you would have no idea what's going to happen except that you were going to get shot. Right. Yeah, because it basically doesn't matter what you choose. The AI gets to see it. Yeah. <laughs> before it has to set its dial imagine, um, imagine playing a system like that in regular gameplay of 206 to where you know the other person has perfect information <laughs> yeah, you set all your dials face up and then I'll set mine how does that go that's basically what you're doing like with sense and pre-boost barrel roll during the systems phase what <laughs> Good question. How much fun would Hotak be if you rolled all the AI movement at the start of the turn and you knew where everything was going to be and then you set your dials? Yeah, it would be awful. It would. What's the point of playing? Yeah. Unless you're one of those pe people that gets a huge amount of amusement out of just breaking stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, even for new players, I wouldn't recommend it because then you get, would get oh. used to that. You'd be like, oh, no, I know exactly what we're doing now. Um, I would say, no, let the AI move after you've set your dial, then figure out what you're going to do. Don't don't cheat. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't move the AI, then set your dial. And don't look at your game master's uh, AI card and look at the distance and the angle and basically guess what the maneuver is going to be. 
<laughs> which uh, my like, players as, did. As you can probably imagine, I've pretty much memorized most of the cards. So I can look at something, I go, okay, well, it's likely to do the... Yeah, no, I still get caught off and caught off guard by them. Oh, yeah. No, I deleted all the AI cards, and then I used a different AI app, which had different result maneuvers, so they had no idea what was happening. <laughs> we had to do that, though. Yeah, oh, 100%. You cheat, all of a sudden the AI is just going to show up a little bit earlier than it should. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They cheated. Oh, my God, they cheated. Oh, they loved cheating. cheating. And when when they were losing, they loved to complain about losing. It's all yeah. part of the game. I like to just keep upping the difficulty level, which is why I came up with the Total War options. They're fun. Yeah, I, I love a good challenge, honestly. I don't like obliterating but, the AI. Yeah, the other the other main reason that, that I would never go down the roads path in Hotak is if you're using the Inquisitor rules that, that I published not long ago on the Facebook page and Ooh. they're now part of the optional rules document. All right, well, why would um, Rose be bad with them? Because the Inquisitor is going to be at least the same initiative as the Force user that it's chasing. <laughs> that would be awesome. You, you might as well just declare a death sentence. Oh, absolutely. If you have an Inquisitor appear, it's kind of... Oh, really? I have found using the Inquisitors, though, the the optional rule for them appearing, has been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I, when we tested it, it was just one of those things. You don't just don't shoot at it. It's a wasted shot. Shoot at something yep. else. And <laughs> yeah. It turns into a knife fight between the Inquisitor and whatever it is the Inquisitor is hunting. Exactly. Because I remember I wasted a proton torpedo. I wasted... I think two rounds of combat and then I'm like I'm not going to complete this mission because I can't I didn't do any damage because the AI that somebody built it all it would do is take a an evade and it had its two force and it was usually getting three to four defense dice I couldn't hit it oh my god I couldn't yeah hit and it's and it's um spend the force to ignore the requirement for a target lock yeah it's always fun well, the, it was throwing. Especially, it was throwing two dice at me. It wasn't doing any damage, but <laughs> no, but it's annoying. Exactly, it just it's in the way. Oh man, they're annoying. And if, and if they if they're carrying proton rockets, they've only got to get that one lucky bullseye. Spend a force instead of a focus. You're screwed. Exactly. Oh, man, they're absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, with the AI and roads. Oh man, I guess we're in the road segment now. Um, yes, we are. So, I mean, we already did an entire episode on roads uh, on YouTube. You can go check it out there on Sling Paint. However, lots of stuff has happened since it dropped because the initial reaction by the loudest of the community was, I would say, mostly negative. No. Uh, I know, right? Without even I didn't really notice that. Without even trying, testing, verifying, or doing anything that anyone would normally do. Uh instead it's just easier to complain and then just spout out nonsense as to why it's bad for the game and then regurgitate even horror more worse ideas than what AMG I I can't say more worse. 
just regurgitate horrible ideas on how they can fix what AMG announced. Um, holy jeez, I'm not. Well, gonna... AMG's got. They're like, you can complain all you want. This is it. Yeah, we're sorry. That was basically it. That was their response. We're sorry. Yep. I think, I think, what AMG are trying to do, um, under FFG, I, I would say that the focus of X Wing was competitive. It's it, it, or yeah, uh, second edition, with the exception of the scenarios in the huge ships. <laughs> Which, if you listen to Shuttle Tidarium, they didn't even which, count those as scenarios. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, which, even those, though, were points versus points. But at least they were objective-based, and it wasn't just necessarily kill as many points as you can. I, even the... That was the focus under FFG. I think the focus under AMG is more... I think it's more social rather yeah. than competitive and they're aiming more for you don't necessarily have to kill more to actually win the game exactly and it's it's interesting to note that some of the most vocal naysayers when it was first announced um after testing it have actually started to come around the other way yeah that was like well, our isn't initial. Isn't that me- weird? That was our initial message. Try it out first, and then yeah, you'll well, probably I, understand it better. A lot of people did say to me, um, "You know, what do you think of it?" And I was just really solid in. I haven't tried it enough. Yeah. To form an opinion, I'm not gonna say it's crap. I'm not gonna say it's good. I'm just gonna say it is. Yeah. Until I've tried it. Um, the few games I have played haven't had a lot of initiative overlap. So, no, I, I, I can't say I've played 25 games under it and it's great, it's garbage, whatever. Um, I've watched a lot of games where... <sighs> yeah, look, the, the play tends to be a more cautious style. Until you decide it's time to go that all-in, make-or-break sort of round. Yeah, I was going to say, for those of you who, uh, you know, if if this is the only source uh, that you use for X-Wing or you've heard of Rhodes but don't know what it is, uh, Rhodes or Random Player Order is at the start of the game and also before or after you have set your dials by each opponent. You roll three dice per player. So each player rolls three dice. And it's whoever has the most crits and then the most focus and then the most hits goes first or is first player. They don't get to decide who's first player. They just become first player. So if you roll a crit and your opponent rolls three hits, the crit is superseding the three hits. You then become first player. You then start doing your systems phase, uh, you know, shenanigans, dropping bombs, we're rolling abilities and such and then you move your ships um everyone of course uh, i'm not going to go into everything that people were saying why it's bad the 
You guys give yeah, your opinion yeah, there's first. There's really no sense in doing that. I mean, no. people are going to have this fixed opinion of it. And until they try it and, and, and play with it and, and see what it actually can do for them, nothing's going to change. No. it's uh, Man, I don't want to ramble on. Uh, I will keep it as short as possible. So, the, go what? The the other changes that were announced at the same well, <laughs> that, that were eclipsed at, by... at the same time, that were eclipsed, mostly eclipsed by roads. Um, still taking an action if you bump. Oh was, no, that I'm not. One. No, see, yeah, we're gonna get into that later because that that's yeah. the other thing that upset me about the community. Um, so AMG does love to talk about future updates things that they're thinking of including uh the community in decisions or ideas that they'd like to to try because what i'm gonna try to keep this short when you look at x-wing as a whole and you say is the bid system a problem yes okay let's get rid of the bid system can't have that anymore well now everyone has 200 lists of points what do we do to decide first player well okay let's test trying it at the beginning of the game let's try it each turn let's try it after dials are set i am sure after vigorous testing they said well it doesn't make sense at the beginning of the game because what's the difference between me showing up with a 20 point bid and you showing up with a 15 point bid okay now i'm now first player or you're now first player congratulations i've now got a 75 percent chance of winning the game it's like, okay, let's do it every turn because that's fair and, and balanced and yada yada. And I've always given the example of, well, then I'm just going to realize that I'm the second player on the first turn. I just have to bide my time and time out my attacks to attack on the third turn and fifth turn because I know I'm going to be second player and I can outmaneuver you then and I just bide my time there. And I can really make sure that my maneuvers are really good during those turns. And I'm in the right position, so it really doesn't change that much. So AMG then said, well, we're now in the the testing phase because we're realizing that roads might lead to more bumping when the initiatives are the same. So we're looking at ships bumping and still being able to perform a focus action. And that, of course, erupted the chat. And it's like, why even complain? Because when they share, you say, why are you telling us this? This is a horrible idea. Oh my god, your your the game's dead. If they don't share, why aren't you talking to us, AMG? And we need more information. What are you guys doing? And, oh god, they can't win. They can't Fonzie. win. No, never. You can never make everybody happy. Nope. I'm not. I'm not against being able to take a focus or a calculate if you bump. If. It is a red focus or calculate. Yeah, that'd be an option. But, like... At, at but, least... And I know that would favor some ships. Okay, I'm in an A-wing, I bump. Yep, I'll take a red focus, because 90% of my dial's blue. Uh, or if you're in something like a Republic Y-wing, you're really going to think twice about whether you want to stress yourself. Yeah, it would it would definitely have an option. But the great thing is, AMG is going to look into that and test it, and they're going to do it uh, probably to the nth degree and figure out if that's something that they want to take the game in. 
And it could be to where now we realized, yeah, you need a, it should be a red focus or calculate. Or, you know, we looked into that and it can just it's going to be so abused. It's it's not really worth our time. Or, you know what? It's a really good idea because it it, it doesn't promote bumping. But if bumping does happen, which it can, this is a great incentive. Like so they're going to do that. But the fact that they're sharing with us is great. And when they do that, don't don't try to get people fired from their jobs because <laughs> because <laughs> then guess what you get no information and then guess what oh amg doesn't tell us anything this is this is terrible we get information every six months this is bs as we said they, they can't win no they're never no, gonna win and, and and they're never going to because there's always going to be a group of x-wing players that know more than developers oh no they trust me when you watch a, a, a Twitch stream, everyone in that Twitch stream is a doctor, a lawyer, uh, a registered architect, is a video game expert, is a history expert, is a biologist, a neurologist, and e- even a botanist. Each person in that chat is, by the way, they, they, they I'm, talk. I'm just, I'm just a crap X-Wing player who likes <laughs> to be entertained by watching others play. Yeah, exactly. God. You mean you enjoy things? What What is wrong with you? Don't you know that the only way to play this game is to win it at all times, uh, to crush your opponent and to make sure that, you know, your happiness is only on, on, on depends upon other people's defeats. God uh, forbid you, know you sit across the table and enjoy yourself with your friend. There's, there's a comment to be made there, but I won't because it would probably get me ostracized by about 95% of the X-Wing community. Nah, the hell with it. <laughs> After 25% of the community just went like complete five-year-old, it's like, oh, God. Do I... I, I like... What, what I appreciate the most is that the people who complain the most are the minority of X-Wing players. And they're also the ones that do the least amount of testing. <laughs> Correct. And, <laughs> and they don't buy ships. They just they only buy ships for their list that they'll play for six or eight months. And then, you know, they'll buy the next, you know, Uber Meta list and go from there. And it's it's the it's the it's the kitchen table pilots that are the the majority in this game. Yeah. There's, there's no mistaking it. It is what it is. Otherwise, you would start seeing, you know, a hundred thousand people playing in tournaments across the 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 U.S. alone, and not, there not ain't that many people playing. <laughs> oh, it, oh, geez. Uh, yeah, no. Sean just messaged me. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I, 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 I included you on the message, Robert. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. Uh, no, I just got it. Uh, I so the other thing is AMG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, the other thing, the other thing AMG mentioned, or they filled us in on, which was a I'll wait for you to be done, Robert. I'm gonna go on mute. There you go. So the other thing I'm, that I'm a- not the only famous one. But some of us are famous for all the wrong reasons. No, hundred percent. I yeah. You kidding me? So, okay, I'm back now. The, the other thing AMG did announce, God bless them, um, they were mentioning 
different scenarios, missions, even their attempt at Heroes of the Atari Cluster, and so on and so forth. So they are expanding the game. I mean, the other thing is, I you know, I'm not jumping for joy and and saying, yeah, awesome, cool, this is so happening. I it's an it's a developer promised me the world, and I take that with a huge granite of you know, crate planet the the whole planet made of salt because guess what ffg promised those things and they never came to fruition <laughs> well their their solo fly solo rules kind of died a little didn't they well so it, they always have it's like me i always say oh i'm totally i'm gonna print out this i'm gonna have this uh, this will be done by next week and guess what none of it happens because i promised the world and then i realize i can't do all of that and I'm sure FFG and AMG are the same way. They have limited staff, they have budgeting, they have things that get approved, denied, and sometimes approved after being denied, and sometimes denied after being approved. So, I I really hope that they can get all this stuff done that they say that they're doing. I'm going to wait till they actually have done it, and then say kudos. Right, because there's no way help to get it done. I'd actually be happy to see AMG publish a stack of scenarios and say, now we recommend you use these with the Heroes of the Aturi Cluster rules. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if they got in touch with Josh Dirksen, because it would, that sort of thing would not be my decision to make. Hotak no. is not mine, and I keep stressing that. It's Josh Dirksen's. I'm just the one who brought it up to second edition. Something like that. I'm sure that they come, could come to an arrangement with Josh about just publishing scenarios. Yeah. I've, oh, man. I've had so many different stories. I should ask just him directly. I mean, it's not that I don't have his, his contact information, but we just saw him at, at freaking Gen Con, actually. Yeah. But so... Yeah. I don't know if he would, because I'm told that FFG approached him, and he said, no, you guys would screw it up. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm told. This is what I'm told. I don't know. I, Sounds like a fair call to me. I, I have not verified any of it. This is just what I was told by several sources. So um, let's call Josh. <laughs> basically, I need to ask Josh to confirm it. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love it if they attempted to do this stuff. Uh, I think they even talked about their own AI. God, I hope they don't use FFGs. Um, yeah, so they announced a lot of stuff. I was giddy and happy. A lot of players that I'm in the social circles with that actually play the game to enjoy it. They enjoy roads. They understood why they made those decisions. And we're plowing forward. And, 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 and I'm tired of the phrase road. <laughs> I know I am too. RPO, random player order. That's all it is. Is random player order. But it's after it dials. Somebody, oh, this 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 random order after dials road road. It's like you're just throwing there so that you know you can feel important. It's random player order. Get it through your thick skull. Oh man, but you can do play on words with roads. <laughs> Look, I think a lot of the issues were the fact that, and to a certain extent, I agree, random order after setting the dials does remove 
some of the strategic skill in the in the decision making but at the same time it adds a whole new level of complexity and i can kind of see both sides but again i haven't played enough games to definitively say it's good it's not um i just think it is interesting that a lot of the people that were so vocal about it being not good at the beginning have come around to the other way of thinking well well i can simplify it even more sean random play order is it good is it bad doesn't matter it's the rule (laughs) pure and simple it's the rule and if you don't like it don't play it I'm not going to miss you if you don't come back to the competitive scene. Well, it's because you're not well, in the, the competitive thing, scene. The other thing that I've, I've, I have pointed out is how many people play Monopoly by the rules? Almost how nobody. Many people play, how many people play any game strictly by the rules? I don't know. We pretty much play Zombicide by the rules. Yahtzee. I, oh, yeah, cribbage! Oh, see, cribbage, cribbage has different rules, though. Depending on which version you're playing, it's just like poker. If you enjoy X-wing as it stands officially at the moment, with random player order at the start of the game, or even using bids, great. When you go to a friendly local game shop for your group's X-wing night, play with bids. Play with random player order at the start of the game. Play random player order before dials. Yeah. Just let everybody know what's going on. Yeah. Just just say... Do it your way. You know, you don't... Just because AMG have said this is how it's going to work, how many people rushed out and bought D&D 5th edition? (laughs) And how many kept playing with 3.5? Yeah. But, lots upon uh, lots. Yeah, I, There's still people playing 1.0, Sean. Oh, yeah. I know. And that is the whole point. Mate, I, I can go back 35 years to War Games Research Group Ancients Rules, where they published a new set of rules every two years. And when they got to 7th edition, everybody just looked at them and went, bugger that, and stuck with 6th edition. Yeah, same thing with 40K. You... They were even running tournaments still using 6th edition. But everybody knew it's being run using 6th edition. So this, what I will say about this whole change, it's really going to only affect the people who play at tournaments or at a, a store tournament or something of that effect because you have to play by whatever the company puts forth as the rules of the game. For people playing 1st edition, they might even try it. Um, who? Because I believe, oh geez, I've played first edition so long. Do you always? No, there were bids in first edition. Um, yes. to decide first player, you could, you know, not even hear this message that that's happening, and good for you. You'll never know, and you'll be happier for it, or you might be miserable for it because your friend right. runs bids. So, with all the information out there, it's really the people that go to tournaments that are mainly affected. Hotech players, doesn't matter. Uh, people who like to just play epic scenarios, and yeah, you're all set. 
So, oh, sorry, I just bumped my mic. For most of the points that you guys have made with, you know, people who are playing at home. And so, first edition, there are so many people that play first edition still, even though most people are like, who plays first edition anymore? A lot of people, actually. I've come yep. to know over the years. Cause the people you, who didn't want to convert to 2.0. That's who plays it. And they're still enjoying themselves on their kitchen table. So bite me. Exactly. And it, well, this is to the point of what every actual intelligent podcast has been saying. The game from when it first came out to now is, holy shit, completely different. Absolutely completely different. And so, if... well, every everyone who's playing first edition is happy. Good. Everyone who's playing up to second edition, they're happy. Great. These are the people who play only Hotak. They're happy. Everyone's happy <laughs> because Rose if, isn't really going I'm, to affect them. Yeah. If if I'm running a, a tournament at my local game shop, if there is no qualifying towards a system open or a ticket to worlds or whatever up for grabs on it why do i have to use roads why can't i use a bidding system why can't i use random player order before dials or at the start of the game yeah why can't i play a the, scenario the results of my tournament the results of my tournament don't affect anything in the game outside of my tournament what happens when AMG puts forth a scenario or a mission that doesn't require roads because it has specific instructions in it on when player order is decided? Exactly. Yeah. So, so. And I understand that people who play competitively and want to continue playing competitively and everything, um, for those bigger events, will need to use random order after dials. And if they're going to be doing that competitively, they're going to want to be playing that sort of system all the time so that they can get used to it and they can develop their strategies and all the rest of it. But there's absolutely nothing that says if you're not that competitive person that that is the way it has to be. Or even if you are that competitive person, there's no reason you can't play a social game of X-Wing using bids. Yeah. Um, I, I, and one more point that I'm going to make, cause I, again, Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I could ramble on forever. You all know I could, and most of you will just tune it out. I'll keep this as, as blunt as possible. I'm playing a, a, an S ton of games. I've already played three with Joseph. I've already played, I think five against the AI system. Um, I've played other matches, excluding the the two that i just mentioned because uh joseph and i have built one list and we're playing against each other mirror match it's obi-wan in the delta anakin in the data in the in the ada and rick ali we've built a pretty standard list you know proton torpedoes uh the uh being able to boost barrel roll and, and you know do some stuff with the force the point is, is overlapping initiatives. Is it going to crush the game and all that, you know, voodoo that people are saying is going to ruin the game? Um, and to Sean's point, because I think this is what's really hitting home with certain people, and this is what everyone's trying to get across with the, 
well, once you kind of get in the nitty gritty, it's 50-50. And then you're either bumping or somebody made a horrible decision. And I can tell you from the 20 plus games that I've played, uh, I think that's the old mentality that people are stuck in. And you got, you're going to have to seriously evolve as a player if you want to be competitive in a Rhodes situation to where, and this is a big where, overlaps or mirror matches happen. Other than that, doesn't bother you. Doesn't have any yeah. effect on you. Now, for a guy like me, and here's here's your here's your big here's your big example in that, Patrick. When was the last time you saw me fly higher than an initiative two pilot? Never, almost never. How is how is random play or, or uh, order going to really affect me? When you play against an initiative two list. That's the only time. And for the most part, people seem to stay away from low initiative lists because they like playing the, the high initiative handshake list. And God love them for it. But that's not how I roll. I roll differently because I like to have fun when I play to my sensibilities. Yeah. Not anybody else's. Oh, so to give you guys an example of what we're going to be doing here at Recon Specialist TV... I'm playing 20 mirror matches. That's right, 20, because I like punishing myself against Joseph. Ten of the turn, ten of the games, he's going to start as player one, and then we'll proceed with random player order as normal. And then ten, I'll be starting as player one, and then proceed as with RPO as normal. That way, you know, we have to set up our ships as player one and player two ten times each. I'm then going to be playing 20 more fucking games. I didn't. I I just bleep myself. I didn't actually edit this out against the ai system same thing 20 games trading back and forth and seeing all the data that happens because there is going to be the learning curve there's going to be strategies that are going to be successful till they're not and so on and so forth oh man from what i'm learning so far and this is very um what is it what is it uh early but there's another word for it mature or no Immature. This is a very immature, uh, you know, point or, you know, I'm so (laughs) a very immature point to which a scientist can say, uh, you know, this is my the whole thesis of the project. Um, And I lost my train of thought already. But basically, you're going to have to look three turns ahead and you're like well no duh and it's like no but you have to learn that that's going to be successful at that moment you can't decide oh i'm going to do this in three turns and then find out it's a bad idea because that that then you're going to end up in sean's situation to where yeah now we're in the scruff we have to roll oh crap i'm now first player i lose you're going to have to be better than that and go two turns prior and go how did i get there i shouldn't be there just like when's the best time to roll green dice when Suter fell when you're not getting shot at. That's the best time. Right. So in those mirror matches, you're going to have to come up with a better strategy. Like every other dumbass comparison that's been out there, like even chess. Two people show up, they have a strategy, they try to counter each other. That's basically it. One of them's going to have the better strategy. And that's it. it has nothing to do with roads. It doesn't. You just think it, it does. does. And it doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm learning as I'm playing Rhodes. Joseph is kicking my ass. Why? 
because he runs his uh, Rick Ali and Obi Wan right the next right next to each other. I for some reason cannot topple that, even though I'm I'm timing it and shooting it right and and doing everything. No matter what I do, I end up taking out one of his ships. He ends up taking out one of mine, and then he ends up in the better position, not because you know I'm getting first player every time or he's getting first player every time. It's because he sacrificed one of his ships to sacrifice per position, and I didn't. I just went in blasting. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm going to choose Rick Ali this time. No, I'm going to choose Obi-Wan this time. I'm going to go after Anakin. Guess what? I'm still losing consistently. That's it. That's all I got. With, with, with that being said, let's see. Let's have a recap. Uh, mission Nobody Home. Good. Fun. Enjoy. Uh Random player order in Hotec, not going to happen, not necessary. Imperials always go first. And the road system that everybody talks about, which isn't the road system, it's random player order. Play it. Do it. Get over it. Yeah. See. Yep, that's it. Yeah, we did good. We did good. We're, uh, we're almost under an hour. We did good. <laughs> we did good. Yeah. Oh, man. So... And with that, Sean, I would like to, to to say thank you once again for coming on board and, uh, you know, going over the Hotec stuff for, for all of our listeners and for people who are into the Hotec thing. Uh, greatly appreciate you doing that. Greatly appreciate everything you are doing in Hotec. Uh, Josh may have set the ball up onto the tee, but you keep batting the ball down the fairway. And you keep doing a lot of work into this. And uh, I, for one, am very thankful that you are doing it, sir. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's a pleasure, as I've said many times before. Look, it, I, I, I get a... It, I, I am quite chuffed at the fact that so many people have taken what I did with, with Josh's first edition and, and are enjoying it. Um I'm getting a fair bit of feedback about the optional rules that I've been throwing out there lately. Um, some of those have been really well received, like especially the Inquisitor. Uh, I think people have wanted that for a while. Um, and there is still more to come. Yeah. Um, the game itself is changing and evolving. I don't want Hotak to be left behind. Um, I apologize that it took so long to get the Inquisitors into the game. Um, I think they were needed a long time ago. Force users kind of dominated for quite a while in in Hotak. Um, but there, there are more changes coming, and or well, not so much changes, but additions. And uh, yeah, I thank you guys for giving me a platform too. No, you're welcome. Uh, anytime. And this is the real reason as to why we like having non-competitive and, you know, the things that either you never see that are behind the scenes or that you've heard of or that you even are currently doing but nobody else talks about. I will I will say if, if anybody has any feedback or any questions or anything, please feel free to hit me up on the Facebook page. Um I try to be responsive to stuff that's put up there. Um, even if you have any suggestions on something that you think might be a, uh, you know, a path to take some optional rules, 
feel free to make the suggestion. Yeah, because that's the great thing is you can incorporate them and make them official or say, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, share it with the rest of us. Whoever wants to adopt it can. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. That's, yeah. <laughs> exactly, because the, the next, and there will be a next edition of the rules. Um, I'm going to put Inquisitors into the rules rather than just the optional rules. Yeah. Because I I think they're needed. How dare you, Sean? You're ruining the game of, uh, of Hotak. I can't believe you're doing I'm going to get you fired. <laughs> Let me guess. You fly a pilot with force, right? <laughs> I do. This is, is yeah. going to ruin the force game and the force users. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I've, I, have, I did wonder whether it would, like, adding that one extra tough ship to the scenarios was going to make much of a difference. But when I tested it, I'll confirm it made a difference, but that difference was so much fun. Well, how many other games, do, like everyone, I want you to name a game that's come out, you loved it, you've played through it a thousand times, but you wish an expansion came out for it, and it never, it just never got touched for the last like 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, look at, I don't know, uh, Heroes Quest. And mm. <laughs> finally it got jump-started. Like, Sean does this constantly to where people always give feedback and Sean takes a look at it. And so, yeah, it's great that the game is constantly changing and expanding because then you can play through it again and see if it's harder, if it's easier, if it's better. And you can pick it back up and play it and it's almost like a brand new game. Right. And look, it's, it's not just me. Um... I will give a big shout out to Jonathan Johnson, who recently put up nine or ten missions from Dawn of Defiance. Um, I have played for you through most of them so far. They are a lot of fun. Um, I was particularly chuffed to see that when he published them, he had actually put them in the same format as the Hotak missions. <laughs> that was... Oh, come on. After all the work I did, it just kind of made me feel good that people are do going to the effort of doing that. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it says a lot for the state of the game. Um, him to Peter for the Ground Assault expansion. Um, there was a team of us worked on that, but Peter was the driving force behind it. If you haven't tried the Ground Assault expansion, get on it. It is a hoot. It really is. I did just print Mario out. Karts will be, Mario Karts will be coming. Um, we're just... The only hold-up on that at the moment is some artwork. Even AMG said that they're going to try a, a Mario Karts thing. Yeah. Oh, so we've got it. Yeah. We're just waiting on the artwork. Yeah. Uh, also, I yeah. did print so, out some uh, ATATs and sent them over to Robert to put together. Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> I, should, I should I should find Do out I get what the postage on extra ATATs would be. Can I paint them? Can I they're, paint them? They're white uh, plastic, and I'll send you the instructions, and you have to... It's on a sprue, so you have to cut them out and put them together, and they're for... I believe they're the, the ground assault, because it comes with a little... Uh, can which, I paint uh, them? Yeah, they come with a little snow speeder. Can, can, I, can I paint them in how I want? Yeah, I don't care. 
Have you ever seen Girls in the Panzer? Yes, Girls in Panzer. <laughs> Why not? Why not? But all, all all this stuff just speaks to to the health of the game and the fact that yeah, look, I'm I'm continually doing work on it, but I'm not the only one. The players themselves are, are contributing to what's going on. Yeah, and fan that's feedback. That's got to be a good sign. Yep. Uh, feedback, creating new scenarios, creating whole new bolt-ons for ground assault. The players are contributing as well, and that, and that in itself is... I mean, if, if Josh doesn't get a warm, toasty feeling when he sees all this stuff, there's something wrong with him. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does, you know. But he's a busy cat right now, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, I'm, I'm sure when he started all this like six years ago, or when he released it six years ago, I'm sure he had no idea how massive oh, yeah. this was going to get. How well, it, how big it would get and how well embraced it was. And and that's got to, you know, he's he's not, you know, he's not seeing money from it. So he did it for, for love of the game right there. And uh, that's a fantastic thing. That's Always. an absolutely fantastic thing. So, Patrick, you got anything else? Yeah, we got to wrap it up before I fall asleep. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> so, g- please, everyone, you know, go check out uh, Nobody Home, Mission from the Hotak Pack. Uh, go join the Facebook page for Heroes of the Victory Cluster and also the uh, Discord channel and the Reddit channel. I know that's still out there. Uh, there's also the X-Wing Reddit channel to where you can ask Hotak questions. Um, you can ask that anywhere, anytime, and somebody will almost immediately respond because we have players all over the world. And yeah, give us feedback. Let us know yep. how your mission turned out and uh, <laughs> what what things went oops. Like, you know, uh, I accidentally, you know, went off of my rock and onto another one, and then I got shot and killed, or I got detected real early, and and just nonsense like that, yep. or or I dropped a bomb and I killed four ships at once. Yeah. So, let us know. Let us know whatever you got. Well, I've got nothing else, Patrick. Um, once again, thanks much, Sean. Patrick, thanks for uh, always a pleasure doing all the work that you do to make sure that we have fun when we do this uh this podcast and and stay tuned next time and found out if maybe sean lives exactly because we're very angry at sean <laughs> McCl- right, or clinton mcclunky clinton mcclunky because you were supposed to keep the ship out of the database and clearly you didn't because the droid detected us immediately because you labeled our ship instead of <laughs> you didn't mark it as our pilots but you marked it as the ship and then they just detected you're like oh well who has a yt2600 there's not many of those out there anymore you ass <laughs> it's so right. hard to bribe good help these days <laughs> exactly. you're a pile of bantha fodder Anyhow, uh, as long as you don't call me a scruffy nerd her- nerf herder, who's no, only one of those? All right, <laughs> everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You can email us at reconspecialstv at gmail.com or at recon.tokens at gmail.com. You can contact Robert for all of your token needs. Uh, you can hit us on our two Facebook panel, two Facebook channels, our Twitch channel, our YouTube channel, our Patreon, our uh, oh, there's our. Our Discord channel. You can go in there and you can actually listen to us while we record this. Um, I think that's everything. Yes. I, I always forget something, but it doesn't matter. 
Cool. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sean. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you, everybody. It's always so, a pleasure to be here. Yes. Oh, we love this, having you. This is we do, we do, we do. This is Recon Specialist reminding you to play casual. See ya. Later. Oh, I I gotcha. <laughs> wink, wink. No, a wink and a click. So go like that. Okay. Oh, I, okay. I have to whisper this whole thing. Oh. I gotcha. We could have click. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did it again. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Now, I want you to say it without winking. The car was a steal. Wink. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Wink. And I... Okay, I'll, I'll edit that. <laughs> okay. Wait, I can do it. Oh, I gotcha. Wink. Click. how do you make a wink you don't make a wink you just go that's it's oh gotcha like that oh gotcha i'll do the okay and then keep reading okay so i'm gonna take it from the top i got it now